Hello, Warren here with an exciting announcement for all of our lovely listeners in the Chicago area. Gray's Lake Central High School Theater is proud to present Kay's absolute favorite show, Godspell. But when, Warren, I hear you asking inside my brain cage. Friday, November 22nd through Sunday, November 24th. In this, the year of our Lord, 2019. Tickets are only $10 for the general public. For location and times, please check the web link in our episode description. And now, back to our show. Tone Deaf is the journey of a musical theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. The reactions to the musicals are real, and mostly unedited. This show is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Now sit back, relax, and have a laugh. You're listening to Tone Deaf. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. So, you may be sitting here going, it's Friday. There's an episode. What the hell? Then you're saying to yourself also, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, is it really happening? Is this an extra episode in the same week that's not a catch-up week? It is. We are doing a mini-sode today because last night, uh, November 14th, we saw Corner Canyon High School's uh, production of Elf, the musical. Yep, Elf. One of the most okayest Christmas movies, in my personal opinion. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) it was was fun. It was definitely fun. Um, Yeah. Full full disclosure on Warren's part, like I said, Elf is not my favorite. I think it's cute and has its parts and is entertaining, but I don't like it to the same extent that so many other people like it, which is yeah, okay. It's it's one of those shows that I can watch maybe once a year, preferably once every two years. <laughs> you know, I'm probably in the same boat. If I watched it once every Christmas season, that's probably mm-hmm. fine. Whereas, it's... like, Christmas Story I could watch multiple times. <laughs> yeah, Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation I will watch multiple times in a year. But Elf does have some really cute stuff, and the uh, Corner Canyon um, production of it was actually very impressive. Yeah. Um, I always have to kind of check myself a little bit when Kay gets excited, like, oh my gosh, we're going to go see this. And I'm like, well, it's a high school production. Uh, and then I get there and I'm like, god damn, they like it's this. They, they, uh, they, yeah, they do. They went all out for it. So it's yep. like, uh, I always have to remind myself that just because it's a high school production doesn't mean that. It won't be good because they are passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And and often your favorite productions of shows have been high school. Ones so. that, yeah, like some of the, a lot of the ones that we have seen, um, mm-hmm. uh, Bat Boy and uh, uh, The Miserables were mm-hmm. both high school productions and were both fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I always have to check myself, so. Yeah. But then and... again, remember, uncultured swine, so <laughs> I should not be trusted <laughs> When it cut before I've seen something and maybe even after I don't know <laughs> viewer discretion listener discretion yeah so before we get into talking about the show I just wanted to say um, this is uh, being done at Corner Canyon High School in Draper Utah so if you're in Utah um, you can check out this production of Elf uh, 
today, Friday, November 15th, and then also uh, Saturday, November 16th, and they have a matinee at 1, as well as their regular performance at 7, and then a uh, final performance on Monday the 18th. And again, it's all 7 o'clock p.m. You can buy tickets online at Corner Canyon cornercanyontheater.com. It's $8 if you buy it online. And then $10 if you buy it at the door. They have swag that you can buy. Um, the, uh, uh, what's that thing called? The program? Program, thank you. The program that they give you uh, has coupons in it, which is cool. So, uh, yeah. So you can save some money and support local theater. Kay's laughing at me because I know the name for things, but then my brain farts and i can't it's, think it's of it's the curse from the witch it's the Anything curse from the witch theater wise just it's the curse from the witch you, you'll watch the neurons bump into each other every so often but then the witch's curse catches <laughs> like, it and goes you, no you look at me and you see the blank stare and you're like oh he's trying he's trying so hard mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah it was it was really cute um they have quite the theater there. I was we were both very impressed yeah. when we walked into the high school and we were like this is a good auditorium so. yeah and they've they've got a proper fly system in there and stuff, which I'm sitting here going, man. If they had that back when you were doing it. Like, when, when I was doing, so I didn't ever get to do high school theater because I was doing community or semi-professional theater. Because <laughs> even, even when you were a kid, you were getting paid to do theater. Yeah, and so I never really uh, got to do the high school theater. And I know that... Um, at Cottonwood High, they had a fly system, but I never got to see it used or be in anything that used it there. Um, in fact, the only show that I ever saw at Cottonwood High was Fiddler on the Roof, so they didn't really use a fly system for that because there's no <laughs> reason to. Tradition! Tradition! <laughs> so, um... But yeah, and they, they made good use of that. They had really cool lighting effects. Um, and this was my first time ever seeing the musical version of Elf. Same. And I had known that that existed back when... Uh, I think this might have been the same year that Keir and his wife came out to do a show at Pioneer Theater. Um, because Well, they did it in the... Was it in the Babcock? I think it might have actually been at Pioneer. I just remember I was sick, and so I yeah, wasn't able to go with sick, you. Yeah, you were sick, and I was like, well, I have my knee surgery in two days, so this will be a <laughs> nice high to ride on <laughs> while I'm dealing with a knee surgery. Stupid. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think that Elf was that same season, or it might have been the season before, because I remember seeing that and having two thoughts go through my head holy shit, there's a musical based on Elf, of course there is. And then, well, that's one show I'm never going to see because I can't afford tickets to Pioneer Theater on my own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one thing I wanted to say about the uh, the high school production is it was actually quite large. They had um, a dance studio, which did a lot of like some of the musical numbers. The, the dancers were dressed up as penguins and reindeer mm-hmm. you know sometimes elves or office workers yeah. or never never mind that there's no penguins in the north pole but you know but uh they're on an exchange program <laughs> <laughs> but they they had quite the extensive cast because you know you had your core actors you know buddy santa uh buddy's dad his stepmom his brother you know other office people and managers and stuff like that as well as um 
all the the dancers and just it was it was jam packed. It was jam packed yeah. full of of people, which was cool to see. Um, it definitely made it especially one thing i thought was cool is when they were in the new york and they're doing like the bustling streets of new york i was like damn that they really did a good job of simulating just yeah the mass of people walking along the streets of new york uh the plot of the show more or less follows the plot of the movie if you've seen it you know buddy is an elf at the North Pole, making toys for Santa. Uh, he's not as good as all the other elves and gets down on himself because he can't make 7,000 toys in one day. Mm -hmm. You know, and then he finds out that he's human due to the slip of a tongue of, uh, was it Charlie or something like that? One yeah, the Charlie the Elf. Charlie the Elf. And and uh, then when he finds out he's human, who uh, he was in an orphanage and smuggled aboard Santa's... Uh, sack one christmas and <laughs> was spirited away to the frozen north where he santa decided well he's an orphan no one's gonna miss this this uh unwanted child i guess i'll raise him to be an indentured servant and uh, yeah have the elves raise him and <laughs> you know this this made me i think the musical made me think a little bit more critically about santa's workshop than yes. the movie does. That's fair. Because the musical really leans heavily into the we smile all day. Oh sparkle, my god. sparkle. Oh my god. <laughs> Santa has all of his elves surgically altered so that we only smile. Like, that's not a line in the show, but it's a subtext in the show that I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, to be an elf, ooh. you have to love joy and always smiling and Stuff yeah, like that. they're happy all the time, they're which happy. is the title of the song. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is this it, like the movie does not give justice to the uh, problematic stuff that uh, Santa does with regards to the elves. And, you know, when I was thinking about the fact that they're, you know, the elves are able to get so much done in a given day. Do you think when Santa's doing his his loop around the world, he swings by South America and just gets all of the fucking cocaine <laughs> and then goes back to the north and he's like, here, I brought you some jungle snow. And they're like, oh jungle god. snow! <laughs> we have all the energy! Oh my god. No. Um, I don't know, like, it, it it's one of those things where they, they make the comment in the show about how Santa doesn't use reindeer because of PETA. Yeah, and that like, was a great line. Who is there, though, to speak for the elves? <laughs> well, remember, remember, people care about animals more than people. That's true. So, but that's, it's, it's the case. But sorry, I want to go back to elves on cocaine because <laughs> it made me think of uh, one of the PSAs that they did. It was like, I, I work. So I can, I work more hours so I can do cocaine, so I can work longer, so I can make more money, so I can do more cocaine. It just works with the elves. It's like, we work longer so we can do cocaine. We work longer so we can make more toys, so we can get cocaine, so we can work longer, so we can make more toys, so we can get cocaine. Jesus Christ. That's not snow up at the North Pole. I mean, this is not a sentence workshop. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Enough drug related references to this high school production. A family-friendly IP. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so, like, uh, back to, I guess, the the <coughs> plot of the story. You know, uh, Buddy goes to New York to look for his father, who's mm. a, a gruff businessman who doesn't have time for Christmas and for fun in general. And 
being around yeah. his family and stuff like that. And I want to say, like, the uh, the main cast of uh, kids that they got all did. I mean, everybody did a good job. Like, it's one of those yeah. things I, I feel bad specifically naming. Well, we're not since they're minors, we're not going to name them mm-hmm. uh, in our episode because reasons. But uh, all of the main cast did a really good job. Mm-hmm. And even the people who were in the back. And I, I did like that they snuck some... Some, especially for Utah, they snuck some interesting stuff in. Yeah. Like there's a scene when Buddy uh, is in his dad's office and he hugs one of his dad's employees uh, and picks him up. And it's it's a guy that he picks up and he gives him a big old hug and puts him down. And the guy's like, I already have a boyfriend. Yeah, which for Draper yeah, for, specifically. For Draper in Utah, I'm like sitting here going, how many Mormons are going to write angry letters to the school about corrupting their children with homosexual subtones? Because I was in Wizard of Oz at Draper Theater when there was a big old hullabaloo about the idea of the cast coming out with, like, flags in the colors of the rainbow. I just remember you talking about people being upset that you were a black Dorothy. That was another issue, but <laughs> the the other controversy was that one, and it was stupid and dumb and Draper. <laughs> 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 and and it was one of the I like I was young, so I was fourteen, so I wasn't completely aware of everything that was going on with that controversy. I was more aware of the Oh, you mean you're doing the Wiz? No, it's the Wizard of Oz. But you're but Dorothy's black. Yeah. So it's and the Wiz. It's Kansas. Hey, time to teach people about the Black Wall Street in Tulsa and the only time that anyway. We're getting off topic. Hop on um, that soapbox. Yeah, yeah, it's not February yet. I'll get on that soapbox <laughs> then. <laughs> but uh it was uh holy crap so the the young man that they got to play buddy the elf he was so fucking tall he was like six two high school student. i'm looking at this kid and i'm like going are you sure he shouldn't be on the football field but he's you know he's a thespian he's he's obviously likes to do theater and who knows maybe he does both i don't know you can uh, i mean but he was he was really really uh talented like he could really sing i i feel bad because Buddy's character, even portrayed by Will Ferrell in the movie, always kind of annoyed the piss out of me. Uh huh. And that kind of extended to this talented young man portraying mm-hmm. him too, because I just kind of found Buddy annoying, even though he's smiley and full of hope and wonder. Mm-hmm. But he had, you know, some funny lines in the. It's how he's supposed it's to just be played. How, it's just how he is. That's just me and my issues with mm-hmm. the character. But I feel like. So, so, okay, so a little bit in the story. So after Buddy meets his father at work and he's like, this guy's crazy and they call security, get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, well, where do we take him? He's like, I don't care, the North Pole. And they're like, hey, there's a North Pole at Macy's. So they basically go down a couple floors and kick him out. And they're like, hey, here's the North Pole at this department store. Go home, buddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's when, if you've seen the movie, you know, he's wreaking havoc in a department store because yeah. it's Christmas time and... The manager there thinks that he's from the corporate office sent to make mm-hmm. sure that they're doing things properly for the biggest uh, sales day of the season, you know. And the guy, the the young man who played the manager of the Macy's <laughs> department store, for me personally, stole the show. He did. He, he was so great. He was so good. He was so funny. The way he did his voice... Um, 
for that character was just so good. That is not easy to do no, either. He, and to sing in yeah. that voice. Let me see if I can kind of do it. He's like, ah, that sounded terrible. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. He's like, Buddy the Elf. This is Buddy the Elf from corporate office. Corporate. Always looking in on me. Like, it's like he was channeling Jimmy Durante. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I will, I uh, will well, agree with I'll you. I'll introduce you to him I'll later. <laughs> Remember, Uncultured Swine. Uh, <laughs> but he, that, that kid in particular kind of stole the show for me. I loved every scene that he was in because he was just 110% into his character. And mm. I was just like, oh, dude, you're great. Yeah. Um, the I can't remember the name of the love interest for Buddy the Elf. Uh, Jovi. Jovi. I was very surprised with her because her character, she's like, I don't sing. I don't sing. And then when she sings, was really yeah, good. Yeah. And I could, it was funny because I was like, oh, that's why they cast her as the, the female lead because listen to the fucking vocal cords. Like, yeah, she listen was, to her pipes. Yeah, she was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just realized her name is Jovi because of Jovial. Oh, God damn it. Yep. <sighs> gosh <laughs> as much, for as much as we love puns <laughs> i guess it's the puns that we don't recognize right away and they sneak up on us and then we're like oh my god yep yeah. yep yeah but uh then of course you know when buddy's in the department store and he's wreaking havoc that's when he sees uh jove jovi jovi thank you you said jove i tried to not to say jovial and then my brain just stopped at jove uh, <laughs> when he saw jovi <laughs> And he's, like, infatuated with her right away. And the department manager's like, well, why don't you go talk to her? And he and she's up at the top of this ladder decorating a tree. And he goes up and he just smacks her on the butt. <laughs> I kind of expect her just to turn around that ladder and kick him in the face. I know. But, uh, it... Yeah. And then, uh, 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 I mean, one thing I thought was interesting about the uh, musical production versus the movie is in the movie, the stepmom, uh... Buddy's stepmom mm-hmm. um, is much friendlier and much more willing to be accommodating of this bizarre thirty-year-old yeah. who thinks he's an elf. In the musical, she was much more along the lines of "get this wacko away from my family" mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, in the movie, uh, Buddy and his dad, his dad basically takes Buddy on. Oh, we're going to go have some fun. He takes him to the doctor, get a blood draw, so he can be like, "Is this wacko my son?" Yeah. Uh, but in the the musical. The mom, uh, stepmom, plucks a hair from Buddy, and then that's kind of... I, I knew exactly what she was doing when that happened, yeah. but then she's the one who kind of spearheads the, uh, the DNA, DNA test. testing. But um, for me, I think there were a lot of catchy uh, songs to mm-hmm. an extent. I mean, for me, like I've said before, I'm not the biggest elf fan, so yeah. I, I think you probably enjoyed the overall experience more than I did, because I did notice you in your seat, like you were a little bit more upright and had a smile at some points, kind of had your hands together excitedly. That's because it's a musical. Uh, yeah, it's because <laughs> it's a musical. And for me, I was a little bit more kind of looking around on some of the songs. It's kind of like, well, they're singing in a Chinese restaurant. They're singing in an office. <laughs> They're singing on the streets of New York. Because again, uncultured swine. Uh, had nothing against the... Nothing against the actors or, or anything. It's just, for me, 
Yeah, yeah. You, you, you take a movie that I'm already not a giant fan of, and you make it a musical. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that's understandable. But uh, it's it's one of those. I don't know. Like I I I do think I may like Elf a little bit more than you. Yeah, because I I can I can tolerate it more, <laughs> and I can I can suspend things a little bit more in my brain with it. And I grew up with those Rankin Bass. Uh, well, and I, I do kind of get the the whole idea of Elf is that mm-hmm. he is because especially in New York, which is like one of the most curmudgeonly cities in the world because mm-hmm. it's New York. The whole idea behind him is that he's pulling the innocence and the uh, the magic out of everybody he meets because it's like yeah. you know, in one scene he gets uh, pulled away by cops. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember the specifics about it. Oh, it oh, was... it's when it's when they find out in the department store that he's not really from corporate. Yeah, and the police come and take him away, and they're like, okay, well, we got to find out, you know, where to take him, and that's when they take him to his dad's apartment because mm-hmm. he's, he's like you have a last name buddy hobbs yeah my dad is walter hobbs and da 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 and, mm-hmm. and they take him there but like the cops aren't super fond of him but then when they drop him off they're like bye buddy and the cop gives him a big old hug <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that so it's like he has a way of making you like him mm-hmm. even though he's annoying as all hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> for yeah. a humbugger like me yeah um what else uh, another big change that the movie and or between the movie and the musical is that Papa Elf is not in the musical at all. That's right. Because Papa... Papa Elf is the one who takes in Buddy. And he's also and... the one telling the story. Yeah. And instead it's Santa Claus telling the story. Yeah. I did forget about that. And uh they it's it's interesting too because they don't have the uh they have a little bit of a different conflict too with Buddy and his dad, because um, and they set it up really well during the scene where Buddy's first in the office, uh, being shown stuff in Walter's office. Uh, the secretary Deb shows Buddy the shredder. Oh, that's that makes right. Snow. <laughs> that's right. And then that comes back right mm-hmm. before Act Two. Uh, or right before the intermission break with uh, the with Walter's because the con- lackeys, yeah, I guess. Because well, the conflict with Walter was that he's in trouble with his boss because not only does do the children's books that they're putting out suck, mm-hmm. the last one that they put out was incomplete because the yeah. last two pages were missing and he signed off on it anyway because he's like, ah, kids are dumb. They don't care. Yeah, and so he has to present a best-selling Christmas story. Yeah, he has to give them a blockbuster <laughs> or his ass is grass. And so his lackeys say that they bought this $300,000 desk from... The deceased author, Chris Smith, who writes Christmas stories, and they have an unpublished Chris Smith Christmas story. I what, I actually would have loved to have been in rehearsals with them trying to get that scene down, because I just imagine these kids going, we have a Chris Smith, original Chris Smith Smith, oh, god damn it, like, <laughs> okay, we have a Chris Smith, original Christmas by Chris Smith, ah, oh, damn it, like, because that would have been me, I get tongue-tied, so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you have to do the warm-ups before each <laughs> each uh, rehearsal the K- red red leather yellow leather blue bug blue bug bad bug Kay laughs at me because before we record from letter kenny i do the the tip of the tongue the teeth the lips the tip of the tongue the teeth the lips she sells seashells down by the seashore and then it gets really explicit and we're not gonna go there <laughs> there once was a man from nantucket no 
But, uh, yeah, so they have that, and then Buddy sees the stack of papers and shreds them. Yeah, that's this, the only copy, because they're talking about this is the only copy, don't spill coffee on it, be careful, the printer's out of toner, Deb's gonna go change that, and mm-hmm. so they can make copies of it, and then while they're talking, Buddy is like, oh, I'm gonna make some snow! And he yeah. shreds the only copy that they have, and that's when his dad's like... Get your stuff! Get out of my life! I don't want to see you ever again! Yeah, and they uh, have a little bit of a uh, mood whiplash there, because while Buddy's having his, like, existential crisis of I don't belong anywhere, everybody else is getting into the Christmas spirit around him, singing a reprise of the uh, Christmas song. song. That's true. And it's just like, ooh... Ow! <laughs> One of my favorite uh, scenes, though, was when Buddy goes to the Chinese restaurant on Christmas yes. Eve because everything else is closed, you know, and the and the Chinese restaurant is full of mall Santas, yeah, kind of thing, because that's where they go and they're just and they have a song talking about how basically the Christmas spirit has left, you know, people in New York. They talk about oh, people would line up for hours with big smiles and be excited to see me. And now it's just screaming children mm-hmm. and they don't, they're, you know, kids crying and they don't like me anymore. And yeah, just kind of the, these Santas are like, I used to love doing this job. Now I hate it. Yeah. And they have a lot of uh, cultural references that I'm pretty sure the script kind of has it to where you can make it if there's some new thing that kids are into. Like, uh... Oh, yeah. They have a TikTok reference and a Fortnite reference. Santa has an iPad. Yeah. But it's one of those things that knowing how some of these scripts are done, I'm like, they probably have some leeway because those were things that weren't around in 2010, I believe it was, when the musical was first done. And so it's like, okay, well, they, they just have it so that you can update it for whenever you're doing this show to kind of keep it still viable to perform outside of the 2010s so mm-hmm. yeah, which is which is fair i mean it's yeah. understandable you got to make it uh if, if it's supposed to be a modern tale you got to kind of update mm-hmm. it for whatever time frame it's in unless you're like in the way back machine of 2010 before yeah. before we all lost hope <laughs> before oh. the longest year ever <laughs> Oh, come on, Kay, get back into that Christmas spirit. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's, it's, it's only November, but... Yeah, yeah. People I... are putting up Christmas lights already. Oh, gosh, yeah, when we left. I swear that the Christmas lights weren't up when we went to the theater, either. And then on our way back, we're And then we're on noticing... our way back, we're like, holy crap, there's Christmas lights. <laughs> <laughs> when it's, did this happen? It's because we came out of the Elf uh, musical, and we had our Christmas spirit invigorated, and that's why we were noticing stuff. Mm. And also we were like, do you want a milkshake? I want a milkshake. Let's go get milkshakes. <laughs> and then we get home and go, we can't record this. We are both too tired. It we're is, pumpkins. It is sleepy tired in here. Um, a cool thing that I saw that that I was wondering how they were going to do was the skating at Rockefeller Plaza. Um, the ice skating scene. And like, yeah, you could tell that they were having to use roller skates, but it's still... Was, like, still you worked. still were able to yeah. suspend that and go, oh, I thought it worked just fine. Yeah, it worked perfectly. And so it's one of those, like, you can, you can do whatever you need to for theater. We are resourceful, damn it. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Talking about the, uh, I want to talk about the pulley system that the high yes, school used. the fly system. Yeah, the fly system. Uh, it was 
really impressive how quickly they could change scenes because mm -hmm. of that. Uh, just because, you know, different set pieces were on these scenes. And so, like, people, you'd be distracted looking at a character and then the lighting on the stage would go dark while they were talking and you just see a whole different set come down. Yeah, it was impressive. <laughs> it was quite impressive and it had minimal you know, needing of stuff to be moved by, mm -hmm. by the stage crew. Yeah. Uh, but Which it was... that stage crew, y'all were friggin' awesome. Oh yeah, they were on point. <laughs> like, the, the, the genuine unsung heroes of theater are always the stage crew. The stage crew. Respect your stage crew. Absolutely. <laughs> They're uh, the most important people there. <laughs> one thing that did make me laugh, oh god, and I did snicker with this, is there's, okay, well, I guess we'll, we'll talk about it uh, when we get to that point in the show, because, like, after Buddy, you know, gets kicked out of, of uh, his dad's life, basically, and he's all super sad, and he goes to the Chinese restaurant, and they do the, the song and dance about how people don't love the Santas anymore, and mm -hmm. no Christmas spirit. Uh, it's actually at his dad's house where his uh, stepmom and brother see his note. Well, oh God, that he, he wrote on the edge of sketch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he just wrote a whole goodbye note on the edge. And I think that's in the movie. Yep, that's I, in the movie. Because yeah. before that point, they have um, him making an etch-a-sketch thing in the movie, uh, basically saying, welcome Santa. And so that kind of drops that for you, that Buddy's really good with toys and including Etch-a-Sketches. And... It's because he's elf-raised. Mm -hmm. Human-born elf-raised. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I need, they find his goodbye note on the Etch-a-Sketch and everything. And, and as the mom and son are uh, talking about that, they see Santa's sled go flying by, mm -hmm. you know, out their window. And they have their, oh my gosh, that was Santa moment. One thing I actually will say is the younger brother... That kid could sing too. Yes, I was quite impressed Holy with him. Smokes. Um, yeah, everybody did a lot of talent. Everybody, in this show. yeah, everybody did good. Like it's, it's, like I said, I gotta check myself. These may be young thespians, but they're far mm -hmm. more talented than I would be doing theater. So, yeah. Um, and then after they, the mom and son see Santa, they they're like, oh my gosh, Santa's real. Buddy isn't crazy. He mm -hmm. the, what he's saying is actually true. And so they go to try and find him and, and they go to the dad's office and he's there on a late Christmas Eve meeting trying to come up with an idea so that they don't get fired. And that's when his boss, Mrs. Green, comes in. Well, I thought it was cool that they they swapped the because uh, in the movie he has a male boss mm -hmm. and then in the stage version they swapped it for a female boss. And I was like, work just fine. You yep. know, women can be business hungry humbugs too. Yep. So, and, uh, which is what that character was too. Cause she comes in and is, they don't have any plot for her because buddy shredded the only manuscript mm -hmm. that was there <laughs> that turned out to be a fake. Yeah. That did turn out to be a fake. Cause she comes in and has a great line talk about that. Some idiot spent 300 grand of the company's money on a fake Chris Smith mm -hmm. story kind of thing. And they're like, ha ha ha, you should fire that guy. And, mm -hmm. uh, but so the mom and son come in and, and are like, we can't find Buddy. Where's Buddy? And uh, Buddy ends up coming in not too long after. Mm -hmm. And and the dad is just kind of like, what are you doing here? I don't want you here. And But Buddy is kind of, was Buddy kind of inspires, uh, was it the mom and the son to pitch the idea of Buddy the Elf as a the story? The dad. Okay. He inspires the dad to pitch this And then story. it kind of snowballs from there and they just basically are pitching Buddy the Elf's life story to mm -hmm. uh, Mrs. Green as this Christmas story kind of thing. And she likes the idea. She's like, oh, okay, this seems like a good idea. One change, though. Can we turn him into a horse? Yeah. <laughs> what? 
yeah, let's make him a horse. So a horse who lives at the North Pole with Santa comes to New York. Yeah, well, our polling data has shown that horses are really popular with... With queens. With queens. What are queens? Girl teens. <laughs> kind of thing. And and, uh, she, and she's telling him, like, okay, we're all going to... I'm going to cancel my flight back to Chicago. We're going to stay here. We're going to flush out this story. You know, we're, we're going to work all day Christmas, you know. And, yeah. And that's when the dad is like, but but I want to be with my family kind of thing because he's buddy has slowly but surely melted the ice around his heart and helped him realize that the true meaning of Christmas is family. And uh, he basically tells his boss off and he's like, I quit. And then he has that. I love he has the moment of like, oh, God, I quit. <laughs> he's just like, And the mom reacting so well to that. And I'm like, y'all live in New York. Y'all live in one of the most expensive yeah. cities. She works too, though. Cause you, yeah. It's not like she's a stay-at-home, do-nothing. because you have to both work mm. if you're going to live in New York. True. And uh, But that's when, you know... Uh, oh, that's right, because Buddy comes rushing to them because he found Santa. And Santa's sleigh had crashed because there's not enough Christmas spirit in New York mm. to help power his sleigh because PETA took away his reindeer. Yeah. Which I just love that idea that PETA's writing letters to santa you're horrible using deer to pull your sled for your slave labor acts animal cruelty uh and uh so the whole family after you know the boardroom uh story pitch goes to central park where santa's sled is crashed and and uh santa basically convinces them he's like oh when you were a little girl you wanted this and oh i got your letter whatever the son's name was i can't remember uh and they all get convinced to help Santa, you know, get mm -hmm. back up in the air. And the best way to spread Christmas cheer is, is singing loud, loud for all to hear. hear. <laughs> so Buddy, you know, goes to the city, you know, there's a news report because people saw the sled crash and they're like, oh, is it a plane? Was it a missile? Like, what's going yeah. on? So he gets in front of the TV cameras and is able to convince everybody because... Instead of having the list like in the movie, they've got Santa's iPad. Yeah. Like, well, what's your name? Oh, I'm so-and-so. What oh, I loved and... was the kid with the cochlear implant, uh, the hard-of-hearing kid that was signing back and forth with the other kid to talk to Buddy yeah. about... And I just, I liked, I, I liked that. Because I was like, yes, yes. And that kid was really good, too. Like him and uh, the one girl... In the wheelchair, they were both really good. I was, um, I liked seeing that. I liked yeah. seeing that they had, they had, they were inclusive. In it's, the... it's one of those things that theater needs to get better at doing. Is it and slowly? It, it, it slowly is. And Ali Stoker in Oklahoma really helped too. Mm -hmm. So uh, playing Ado Annie. So mm -hmm. fingers crossed that yeah. this continues to be a we're, trend. It's slowly, slowly getting there. Um, <laughs> But I, I do love, it's like one of my favorite, it was actually one of my favorite lines in the movie as well, but when they're talking to the news reporter, well, well what's your name? And she's, yes. she's like, da -da -da, and she's like, you want a Tiffany engagement ring mm -hmm. and your boyfriend to stop dragging his feet. <laughs> and she's, and a, a difference in the movie is that in the movie, it's the kid reading the list, yeah. whereas in the play, it's Buddy, because... That's true. Uh, everyone's still with Santa trying to help him get his sleigh going, which... Too bad that Papa Elf isn't here because Papa Elf is the one who worked on the modifications for the sled. And they don't... That's one of my favorite scenes. You, yeah, you remember more about the movie than I do. Because <laughs> I, I like going, oh, haha, 
they they use this nuclear power engine. Was it nuclear? Power? Something like that. Like it's it's a it's a friggin' rocket engine, basically, or something to power Santa's sleigh. Well, then they shouldn't need Christmas cheer because well, it's, it's powered it's... by plutonium or whatever. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it was basically like, oh, well, we need to use this backup crazy energy source Santa's that we developed in the 50s. Santa's flying a thermonuclear rocket <laughs> over <laughs> over densely populated areas. That's probably why they need the Christmas spirit more. <laughs> but, you know, uh, uh, Buddy and... Because, and, you know, you have the, the plot point where Buddy, through all of his shenanigans... Uh, ends up kind of alienating um you said her name jovi thank you alienating jovi but then she sees him on tv and so she comes down to kind of mm. help you know and and they patch things up that way and so they're singing and they're able to raise the christmas spirit which gets santa's sleigh going and mm-hmm. they did a cool effect with snow where they had like i want to call it the disco ball it was okay. it was a disco ball that was on its side so that it rotated downward downwards instead of uh horizontally rotated vertically so they were creating a, a snow effect on stage with that as well as having uh lights behind um the mm-hmm. actors on the screen behind them but it was funny because where i was sitting just out of the corner of the eye the light was hitting me right in oh, the corner of my no. eye so the first time that it does it i'm like ah <laughs> like in the middle ah i'm blinded by christmas spirit uh yeah, and and you know, and and uh, they did a cool thing with uh, this kind of when Santa's flying away, the the scene goes dark, and everybody on stage has these little hand lights, mm-hmm. and they're just I don't know if they're supposed to be stars or if it's I'm snow. not sure. It was but a cool, it was really cool. It was a cool effect, but they, you know, the only person on stage who's lit up is Santa, and he's ho ho ho, Merry Christmas. And I, I couldn't help but laugh because one of the stage crew guys that was pushing uh, Santa had on just because he's in, he's in all black. And then he has just a head, uh, a headband with reindeer antlers on mm-hmm. it. Like one of those ones that you, that's, that's such a great way though. But it, it made me laugh because he, because they established already in the canon that his sleigh doesn't use reindeer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and rather than just having the stage crew guy just be in black to kind of blend in and not be noticed, they put fucking handlers <laughs> on him. And so I saw that and I couldn't help but notice it. It just made me I laugh. I loved it though. Um, and then they have a tap number. Holy crap. Like they have a lot of tap numbers in this show, which as, as, you have heard me say before, A, watching tap dancing gives me shin splints because I used to tap dance. Yeah. And B, I miss doing tap dance because it's like drumming with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> but those kids had some skill. Yeah, the dancers were all very good. It it was interesting. I don't know if... um, I don't know if it's normal for... Because Kay had to explained to me a little bit about leasing and licensing mm-hmm. uh, musical shows. And so I don't know how much leeway there is in certain things because some of the dance numbers, because they would do, because like, so the way some of the songs would go is they'd do a song, they have lyrics and stuff, and then the actors would kind of go off stage and the dancers would come on stage, dance around for a bit, and then they'd come off stage and the actors would come back on and mm-hmm. then they'd sing some more. And so I don't know if stuff like that is already written into the program or if that's the director going okay and then we're gonna 
have these parts happen. It usually is written in, and it's often uh, optional Okay. to be able to do that. So they'll have... Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Wizard of Oz has some, actually, that are optional, like reprises of songs or optional songs that you can put in, like the Jitterbug. And even the Jitterbug, they have optional versions where it can be longer or shorter. Um, but yeah, that, that would be in what was licensed to them because um, Elf is a licensed show. It is licensed through Musical Theater International, so it's not like with some of the shows that have kind of been making some waves in mu in just the theater community right now where schools are putting on unlicensed versions of movies, which is dangerous to do because the school can get in trouble and schools have to rely on donors and uh, arts grants from government and any sort of sponsorship that they can do. And it's not a lot of money. <laughs> It's not a lot of money to get the license? No, it's not a lot of money that the schools are getting in. Yeah, so that's And the, so it's yeah. like, when you're doing these unlicensed shows, you do run the risk of getting sued incredibly badly. Which, at the same time, I'm like, it's a school it's, it putting is, on but... a production. Like, like they're lucky, like, their their goal is to break even, really. Yeah. Like, because for the cost of, you know, costumes and set pieces and stuff like that. Like, that's the mm -hmm. thing, the school's not trying to make it's a not, ton of money. They're just trying to cover their costs. Never underestimate the power of an angry copyright holder. Right? Never... Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's one of those things where... That's when they go, it's not about the art, it's about the money. Exactly. And so it's, it's one of those things where this is a reason why it's really important to support the arts, especially in high schools, because they need to be able to afford to license these shows because they are kind of pricey to license. And so. Yeah, and they have a nice thing in the program talking about the, the different, uh, you know, people who donate and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then they've, of course, got all these different sponsors. A lot of them are local Utah businesses mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, which is cool to see. And it does make me want to support these businesses for giving money to the arts so that mm -hmm. kids can do these shows. So I applaud yeah. everybody who, who gives money to schools for the purposes of the arts. Because as you know, of course, being a former teacher, and I've heard from other people as well, one of the very first things to get cut in school budgets is, is arts, art. because it's not seen as necessary, even mm -hmm. though art is where people get inspiration and imagination from. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where uh, if, if you find a local theater or a high school theater putting on a show, and this one we found out because they had a flyer up at Taco Time, um, and we, went there, and we went there for lunch and we saw that and I'm like, we're going to this. And I was like, oh boy, elf. And then, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was a good show. I'm glad we did it. And what was funny is, uh, it was, what, what was it? We were, we were going somewhere else and they had a flyer for another high oh, school. Oh, we were thing. going to Arctic Circle yeah. and they had the flyer for Once Upon a Mattress, which we're going to probably be going to. It's, it's like, at, it's at Alta High. It's okay. Took so. a picture of that. So we may be doing another bonus episode relatively soon, mm -hmm. uh, for that. Well, we'll right. have it so that you can listen to it over Thanksgiving with your family. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe. We'll we'll see if we can swing going there. Um, but yeah, I, again, this was at Corner Canyon High School in Draper, Utah. Uh, they're running from, uh, the rest of the shows are from the 15th to the 18th 
of November 2019, um, skipping Sunday because we're Utah. If you want to get more details about showings and if you want to get tickets to help support, you can do that at www.cornercanyontheater.com. If you're in Utah and you're able to, I, mm -hmm. you know, we, and, and you don't absolutely despise Elf. Or even if you do, because this was really cute. <laughs> it, it was actually really cute. This was really cute. And they, you know, everybody did a really good job. Like, it's... Um, these, these kids are on their way to the pros, I'm, honestly. I'm always impressed with the high school versions that we've mm -hmm. seen. Because it's like, like I've said, I'm always kind of like, oh, it's a high school version. And I just automatically assume it's not going to be as good. And then we get in there and I'm like, damn, like, good job, everybody. Yeah, if you're doing theater in high school, you love it. So that's that's the thing. So, yeah, just, just support these kids, support your local high school theaters. Um, at the top of our show, uh, before we started, we, we even have a, uh, promo for a high school performance in Chicago of Godspell that one of our listeners let us know about. So, uh, Warren recorded a really awesome promo to try and get some word out so that more people go see that because y'all should be supporting your high school theaters. Um, the black woman has spoken. Yes. I, I have spoken. I just wrenched my shoulder out again. Jesus. <laughs> so, um, anything else that you want to say about Elf or about... Considering that it's a musical adaptation of a movie that I'm not a huge fan of, I really enjoyed it. And mm -hmm. I feel like that is pretty big praise, especially coming from me, the yeah. uncultured. Yeah. So, yeah. You've, you've heard Warren, the uncultured. Go see Elf. Go see Elf. Go if see Elf. If you're in Utah and you're able to. Yeah, if you're in Utah and you're able to, go see Elf. It's it's only $8 online, $10 at the door. This is not paid for, by the way. Like, this isn't a paid oh, yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're talking about it because we liked it. And we want to so. help support. <laughs> yeah, we want to help support. So, yeah, just, just go support your high school theater departments because they do really great work and it's... It can be life-saving for a lot of these kids, too, to have an outlet like theater. So, go support. So, that'll be it until Flower Drum Song Part 2 on Wednesday of next week. So, that'll be it for this week. <laughs> I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone, Tone Deaf. Deaf.